0: So, adrenaline blocks progesterone receptors and depletes GABA. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and women's life coach, where I help women to harness the power of their period and connect back to their true superpowers. In these episodes, we'll be talking about all things periods, vaginas, hormones, women's health, sex, confidence, food, femininity, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't seem to have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are too afraid to say, but everyone is thinking. Hello, beautiful ladies. I'm so excited to be back. I realized when I was in New York, I'm back in Sydney. You know, I'm going to give you a quick a little update because I feel like there's something I need to update you with. So I'm back in Sydney for a bit. I got a fight in Melbourne on the weekend um, for my dad's election-y thingy. Not many of us really understand politics. I totally get that, but I felt like I feel like since my dad's doing this, now I'm understanding a little bit more of it, but I still don't really get majority of it. But what I will say is like, and this is Australia, obviously, is fuck me. These guys play dirty. Like it's gross. So I was going to do a, because I love what my dad's standing for. Like I can't even put him in a nutshell because there's just so much goodness about him. And this is not because he's my dad. Like obviously I love him because he's my dad, but this is actually him as a human being and as a spiritual, like as a spirit um, and just energy and whatever, that what he's standing for is the shit that people are too afraid to speak up about, but everybody wants the change on. So things like climate change, the cost of housing, in terms of like not many young people these days can afford a house because they're so freaking expensive or something along those lines. Honestly, nobody quote me on this shit because I don't have any PR people listening like last time Please do not put my face on the front of the newspaper because that happened last time. I accidentally dropped something in my Instagram story about dad running, and then I ended up on the front of the Australian, which was fun, Um, with a slit so freaking high you could basically see my pussy. Anyway, and I had a gun strapped around my leg as well, so, and my tits were out. So it was just, it was basically, it was just moniker in a nutshell, and I was wearing red, so, I mean, at least I looked hot, yeah? Anyway, point being, Nobody quote me on this and nobody put me in the fucking newspaper, please. Well, actually, you can put me in the newspaper. Just don't give defamation. Oh, yeah. So these people that do this, like, politics stuff, these guys, they're, like, literally doing defamation. or That's not not the right terminology. They're not doing defamation. They're, like, involved. It's, like, oh, like, surely one of them could sue the other one for defamation, right? Because... These political parties are playing so dirty. They are like digging up people's like school kids stuff that have like written nice things about like dad or whatever. And I'm just like, what the F? Like not cool at all. So I did end up doing an interview with, I didn't end up doing an interview with dad just because um, I, we didn't want there to be any way, shape or form that somebody could pull apart something I said. And most of you guys know, I'm not the most tactful person. Um, and I also don't really think before I talk that much. So sometimes things slip out that don't intentionally mean to, um, and people can then like twist it however way they want to for the, for the sake of their case. So we didn't want that to happen anyway, but, um, I've got his election next weekend in Melbourne. So I'm flying down to help support, um, and to do the polling booths and stuff. Mom was like, you, can you please be at a polling booth from 7am to 7pm? And I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> I was like, did you say 7 a.m. to 7 p.m.? I was like, polling booth, politics, me standing there in a t-shirt after surgery. It's been like a month and a little bit. You want me to stand there for 12 hours and try and talk about politics to people? I was like, so the first time I mentioned what dad was doing on my Instagram stories, I kept fucking up what he was doing. Like I couldn't say exactly what it was because I couldn't explain it because I'm just, I just, I'm, I am illiterate when it comes to politics. So mom had to like write down a piece of paper, like what to say. So I actually said the correct thing. Cause so I kept saying like dad was running for parliament or for whatever. And mum's like, no, he's not running for parliament. And so I still don't really get it. It's something else. Anyway, point being is if you live in Melbourne and you live in the Kuyong area, make sure that you vote. I'm going to make sure this podcast episode comes out before the election. Um, please make sure I'm going to put it out probably Friday. So or Thursday. So this weekend, if you're listening, it'll be the weekend of like the 20th of May or something or other, the 18th of May. Um, please make sure that you vote for dad, especially if you have no idea who to vote for, just vote for dad. He's all about the climate change, saving the reef, getting rid of like these giant coal mines, money sucking people, um, and just doing it, doing the good stuff. I'm actually going to, put his, this is like a promo for dad. I'm actually going to put his link in my description so you guys can go read his website. Yes, there's a lot of like terminology. But I mean, if you just look at his face and oh my God, go on his Instagram. He puts Peanut all through the Instagram, which is amazing. Um, Peanut's our little dog and she's so fucking cute. She's an absolute model. Um, Just follow him on Instagram because you will see, just like from looking at him, you know when you see someone smile and you're like, they're actually so genuine and authentic. And then you see other people's Instagram and you're like, they're just fake as fuck. Yeah, well, dad's not the fake as fuck one. He's genuine as. So, um, yeah, I'm back in Sydney. And how random is this? But also, not random. If anybody knows why this is the case, I would love to know. I am going to go see my kinesiologist when I'm in Melbourne. But I went to go get an emotional release massage because I was feeling a little bit like quite like dense and like I was just not feeling myself. I was feeling so exhausted when I came back from New York talking at an event there. Um, I felt so blocked. And I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. A lot of us have been going through an up level. um, And I was like, oh, maybe it's just that. And I was doing all the right things, but I couldn't budge the energy. And for me especially, I can do a lot of all the correct things, a lot of dancing, a lot of movement. And it still won't get out. I actually need to tune out and have somebody else like massage my body to get it out. So I went to my friend. She gave me like a big, an, an emotional release massage. She did some energy. Like she figured out what was blocked or whatever. Turns out that my sacral was blocked. My third eye was blocked and my heart was tearing. And I know what the heart was tearing about thing was. Um, but like, it's so funny. She was like, why the fuck is your sacral blocked? Because like my sacral never seems, like isn't blocked normally because I do so much work around it and so much sensual stuff. Um, so much sensual stuff. <gasps> Which by the way, if you haven't, message me about queen alchemy you might want to message me about queen alchemy and yes the name is fucking banging and i still don't know how the fuck i came up with came up with it but i love the name um and that's exactly what it is it is we are creating an alchemy fit for a queen like you are going to be a, a universal elixir of gold and a queen like fuck yes amazing anyway so um I did that emotional release massage, which is so fucking good. And it shifted everything that I needed to be shifted. And now my third eye is open again. My second genre is open again. My heart is good again. And I feel so much more on top of the world. And I actually feel like I can get to that next level now, which is amazing. So that is my little update. But I was realizing when I was in New York that I haven't really done an episode about period stuff. And sometimes it's like, I, if you're a coach, you totally get this. When everything is so like normal for you, you kind of forget to talk about the normal stuff Um, because you're like, doesn't everybody know this, but people don't. So today, drum roll, I am going to be talking about um, HPA dysfunction. So what is this? Basically, HPA axis dysfunction is a pattern of chronic stress and abnormal regulation of cortisol. So cortisol is your stress hormone. Okay, So you are basically having these ups and downs of cortisol or you've been in high for a very long time or you've been in high for so long that now you've dropped off and you've gone low cortisol. So low cortisol comes after you've had high cortisol. Basically what this is, is it's the medical term for adrenal fatigue, which probably more of you know. So your adrenals get exhausted and then you're freaking tired all the time. Um, there's actually no fully reliable way to as, um, assess HPA axis dysfunction, so you do need to assess it based on symptoms and sometimes a blood test for the adrenal hormone DHEAS which can or, or DHEAs, which can become um, deficient during chronic stress. So, basically, what happens is, and this is a little more of a sciencey one, but I'm gonna keep it as basic as possible. But I also want to do like a little bit of sciencey stuff so you guys can like understand a little bit. The endocrine system, your hormonal system is comprised of glands that release their hormones directly into the bloodstream to send chemical signals to the target cells. Okay. So the endocrine system, isn't just like your ovaries and estrogen and progesterone. It's like your thyroid. It's your adrenals. It's, um, it's your brain. It's so many different parts of your body. Don't just think hormones are like estrogen and progesterone, like cortisol is a hormone, okay? Um, So these glands, they include the pituitary gland, which is in your brain, the pineal gland, hypothalamus, thyroid gland, parathyroid glands, um, the thymus, adrenal glands, ovaries, and um, testes if you're a man, um, and the isolates of Langerhams in the pancreas as well. The main control center is in the brain and that's the hypothalamus. And this little guy secretes hormones that cause the other glands to secrete hormones. So you can see why your brain is really important. And I've done a few episodes, uh, some podcast episodes recently, which I they're not out yet, but when they're out, yeah, I'll put them on my Instagram story. I'm actually going to try getting, when I do a really good interview with somebody I'm going to try and actually get the recording ladies and then upload it onto my podcast as well so it's like all in one place and you guys can find it a little bit more easily and so that new listeners can see them as well because um sometimes when I do interviews with other people really amazing stuff comes out because I'm not asking myself my own questions like somebody else is asking me and it's a really nice discussion that I want you to hear about um so just keep a lookout for that Um, but yeah, so a lot of you be familiar with this, but in case you're not, I do a lot of brain work. So a lot of the time with, um, with period stuff is that we can do all the right nutrition and supplements and diet and exercise and blah, blah, blah. But if you're, if there is something going on in your subconscious or your brain isn't wired for safety and, and it's, sorry, isn't wired, um, isn't wired correctly. And it's constantly in this fight or flight thinking that you're not safe. Then this can also really, really affect, um, your hypothalamus, and then it will affect the way that your hormones are secreting or not secreting. Sorry, hiccup. So um, it's really important to not disregard this brain stuff. That's why I love that I do period coaching. And also my life coaching. So in my life coaching, I don't just sit there and talk to you. We do energetic clearing. We do wound clearing. We do subconscious reprogramming. We Like I give you a whole pile of tracks to do that. We do stuff when you're in your alpha brainwave state. We do subconscious work. We do anger release. We do embodiment stuff. Like we do. Okay, we do, 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 right? Because all the reading, all the learning is fantastic. But if you don't actually do the stuff and you don't actually embody it, nothing's going to shift, so my coaching is quite like hands-on in terms of the stuff that we do, and it's all via it's all via Zoom, a video chat thing, um, because we're all connected, right? So I can tap into your energy. I don't need to be there in person. However, if you do want to if you do want to do work in person, um, I'm running with my friend an incredible, incredible deep transformation immersion retreat in Byron Bay in October. It's going to be bougie as fuck. Um, so if that's of any interest to you, I'll also pop the link to that in the description. You can check that out. Fuck, there's going to be so many links in the description. I need to like write down what I'm doing. So I don't forget. Um, so make sure you check that out. if That feels like the pull as well, because that's like five days of deep transformation work. Um, anyway, so. The importance of my life stuff really, like the life coaching stuff really does come into the period stuff because the two are so intertwined, right? And so many, so much of the time, like even, oh my gosh, so this week in my mastermind, the current round that I've got going, my feminist, my feminist fuck mastermind, three girls have like shifted their period stuff from doing energetic practices and doing womb stuff and all that just from our first two calls. One of them was after the first call, things shifted for her and her period. Like she's never gotten it on time and now it's coming on time. Another girl, um, same thing happened. And then another girl, she hadn't had a real period in six years. And then um, after our second call, it came and it was just like, this stuff is... You cannot put a price tag on this. It is indescribable how we are so interwoven, especially as women. So doing the life coaching stuff is really important, especially when it comes to like HPA access function because that is from stress like it's from a stress and it doesn't need to be a work stress it could be a food stress it could be a nutrient deficiency um, but the bottom line is this involves your brain and it's affecting your cycle right because your brain is sending signals or not sending signals to your ovaries to your thyroid to your adrenals which is all connected to your ovaries and the way that your period shows up okay so there are three different um hormonal adrenal axis axes 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 I don't know whatever that I'm going to be mentioning today and they're all affected by each other. So you've got your HPA, HPO and HPT. So hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, hypothalamic adrenal um, over ovary ovaries axis, ovary ovarian ovaries axis, HPO whatever. And then um, you've got your HPT which is hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis. Okay. So the pill can interfere with um, the OAT axis, which affects your adrenals, which is ovaries, adrenals, thyroid axis, okay, so your ovaries, which are connected to your adrenals, which are connected to your thyroid, that axis, which affects your adrenals, therefore causing hypothalamic dysregulation. Sorry, not hypothalamic, I've got so many fucking words in my head, HPA dysregulation. Let me repeat that because that was not well-worded. The pill can interfere with your ovary, adrenal, thyroid axis, which affects your adrenals, obviously therefore causing HPA dysregulation that results in a missing period or not ovulating um, or horrendously bad periods, okay, or, um, or even um, PCOS because you can get stress-induced PCOS, right, which is um, adrenal PCOS. Um, your thyroid is connected to your adrenals and your ovaries, All right, so the way that your thyroid's also working or not working is heavily going to affect your period. Yes, it can completely shut off your period. It can make your period become very, very heavy, very painful. It can go one way or the other, depending where your thyroid is. Um, I'm not going to get really into your thyroid right now. I could do another episode on that if you're interested. But um, your thyroid is connected to your adrenals and your ovaries. So the ovarian adrenal thyroid axis is the way in which these three hormones produce, um, the three hormones production gland communicates with you. So if your, if these, um, If these hormones are not communicating properly with you and there's a missing link or there's an error somewhere along the pathway, it's going to affect your period or your cycle or lack of cycle or whatever, okay? And of course, the pill diminishes the communication to and from your ovaries and instead replaces the role of the ovaries with synthetic hormones. So it completely shuts down that connection between your brain and your ovaries. And if you haven't gone back and listened to the episode of The Pill Fs You Up, I'd go do that. And I feel like we need a part two of that episode. So I'm going to write that down right now. Um, Part to the pill and i'm gonna pop that on my little list of episodes that i need to do for y'all fuck i love doing my podcast okay so bottom line is ladies when your stress is high and your body is flooded with cortisol this slows down the hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis and the thyroid hormone production and thyroid hormone has a similar effect on the hpa axis So basically what this means is when the amount of cortisol in your body does go up, the amount of thyroid hormone production goes down and vice versa. Estrogen and progesterone, and so basically what I'm saying there is that when your stress is high, your thyroid's going to decrease, which is going to affect the way that your thyroid communicates with your adrenals and your ovaries, therefore affecting your period. So also your estrogen and progesterone, the main two hormones involved in your cycle, they are both made in your adrenals and your ovaries, but they'll be shut down And they'll be shunted towards the production of more cortisol when a woman is under chronic stress. And this chronic stress doesn't need to be obvious. This chronic stress could be a stress at work. It could be your phone going off. It could be blue light at nighttime. It could be lack of sleep. It could be a relationship stress. It could be a subconscious stress from your childhood that you still haven't dealt with. Right Now, obviously, we can use supplements and lifestyle factors to help sort of relieve some of these stresses in the body, but they're not fixing the root cause. So, like, magnesium soothes and calms your nervous system and aids with sleep. It, help, it does help to regulate your HPA axis, and it does improve the function of both insulin and thyroid hormone. It's also anti-inflammatory and aids in the manufacturing of the steroid hormones, including progesterone. However... Does it fix the root problem that is causing the stress? No, it doesn't fix the root problem that's causing your stress. You need to commit to yourself and actually put the work in to transform to allow yourself to actually get rid of that root stress. And then, of course, in the long term, you're going to be saving money and everything because you won't need to be buying a million or one supplements. You won't need to be going to doctors all the time. You won't be exhausted at work. Your productivity is going to increase. Your sex life is going to increase. Your confidence is going to increase, right? So, Ladies, don't underestimate the power of your period, right? If you don't have a period, that's a problem. If you have a period, that's shit as fuck. That's also a problem. It's affecting every area of your life. Like, I want you to actually write down, like, in your journal, how is my period showing up right now? Write down how your period is showing up or how it's not showing up. And then I want you to write down a little, like, heading for um, food, then relationships, friends, sex, money, job, career, family, self-confidence worthiness, what else? That's probably good. And then under every single heading, I want you to write down how your period negatively affects or positively affects any of these areas, okay? So let's say you've got a really, really beautiful period, then it might mean that your self-confidence is amazing because you feel so fucking feminine and in flow with your body. Amazing. If you have a really, really shit period, how is this affecting your job? Well, it means I have to take days off work. Okay. Am I reducing productivity? Am I becoming a burden for the um, company? Am I losing money? Like, all if, you, if you're in your own business, you're losing money because you're not able to work or you're not able to be in a high vibration. And this isn't to put shame on anybody that's got a shit period. I used to have a shit period. There's no shame here. There's, let's take some fucking action. So instead of sitting there and going, oh, poor me, poor me, I got a bit shitty period. I feel so terrible. Instead of saying that, it's like, okay, this is my current scenario. I don't need it to be my current scenario. Instead of saying, like, poor me, what about what action can I take? That's a way more empowering decision. It will fix it, right? It will fix it. Or if you get thrush all the time, how is that affecting your ability to, like, go to work and your confidence and your sex life? Like, let's fucking fix it because you should not be getting thrush every cycle. Like, nobody wants that. Sorry, sip tea. Um, I feel like, can you guys tell how, like, my, my energy is different when I'm in New York versus... Sydney, I I feel like even on my Instagram stories, the energy is different. Like I'm like, if anybody, oh my god, I'm gonna put this out there. I'm freaking. I'm like manifesting so hard right now. Oh, I'm putting this out there, please, 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 because one of you reply to me. Does anybody know how to help me get a visa for New York? My brother will be able to apply for a, for me to get a green card when he is 21, but he's not yet 21. I don't think i can get a j1 visa because if i get a j1 visa then you have to come back to australia after a year of being overseas in america you got to come back for two years and i'm like well i don't want to fucking do that so i don't know i think i could i could possibly apply for an o1 i have no idea how to do it if anybody is like a lawyer in this stuff or know somebody or has done it before and has just got any help i would be eternally grateful for you Um, if you could please send me a little message, an email, you can email hello at one or you can send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. I'd really fucking appreciate that because besides marrying somebody over there, I literally don't know how to get a visa. And it's so annoying because both my brother and my sister are both American citizens. Like they've got American passports because they're both born there. And I'm like, fuck mum, Why wasn't I born there? (sighs) Oh, anyway, whatevs. Um, clearly it's meant to be right. But like out of all the kids... I'm the one that would use that fucking passport and like my brother and sister, like maybe my sister, my brother would not fucking use that passport. So I'm like, I need to find myself a freaking husband over there. Anyway, if anybody knows someone really hot and really amazing that lives in New York, you're also welcome to like tell them to slide into my DMs. That's, I'm cool with that as well, but they gotta be, they gotta be chivalrous. I've got, you know, like I've got standards. Anyway, totally off topic with axis dysfunction. Okay. So adrenaline, back to the cortisol and the stress, adrenaline, which is also like, that's a hormone that's released when you're really, really stressed. Um, often it's also a hormone release when you're doing really high intensity workouts. So people think, oh yeah, it's endorphins. It's not fucking endorphins majority of the time. Majority of the time it's adrenaline, which is why you crash afterwards. Um, so adrenaline blocks progesterone receptors and depletes GABA. All right, now GABA is what helps your brain produce serotonin and make you feel happy and calm and relaxed and all that jazz. So every time that you secrete cortisol, you are depleting your progesterone stores and you need progesterone for healthy ovulation. You need progesterone for a healthy cycle. You also need progesterone to hold in a baby. And it breaks my heart the amount of miscarriages that I see happen because the doctors don't check their progesterone levels, which I'm going to talk about in another episode because so many of my clients have been getting pregnant lately. Yay for babies. Cannot wait to have a baby! Oh my god, I cannot wait to have a baby, you ladies. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, beside the point. I'm getting way too pumped up in this episode. Um, actually, there's no such thing as getting way too pumped up. Whatever. Uh, I'm going to do an episode about pregnancy and food for pregnancy and energy and all that jazz, um, soon as well. But, um, so when you have long-term stress, this impairs ovulation and it depletes your progesterone stores. Okay, low progesterone can have a further destabilizing effect on your stress response. For your HPA access. Okay. So for your adrenals. So if you have low progesterone, you're going to have that anxiety, depression, mood swings, irritability, hormonal fluctuations, all that crap, especially in the week before your period, if you have a period, um, and that low progesterone is going to destabilise your, um, adrenals even more because it's going to negatively affect your stress response, which we don't want. Okay. And that's why there can be a bit of a delayed effect with stress stress now can lead to PMS weeks later. All right. So it's very, very important that you're constantly allowing yourself to reduce your stress, even when you feel like you don't necessarily need it. Um, Okay. So HPA axis dysfunction, adrenal axis fatigue, whatever you want to call it, losing progesterone at the end of your cycle all right, because your progesterone and your estrogen drop off, losing progesterone at the end of your cycle can destabilize your HPA axis as well and worsen adrenal fatigue. So with this type of fatigue, you feel very agitated or stressed before your period. And if you've got that along with the other things I mentioned before, this low progesterone, make sure that you're taking magnesium, B6, rhodiola, or ashwagandha could also be really good as um, adaptogens. Um, but of course, like consult your healthcare practitioner, blah, blah, blah. Um, but also like, Be careful because your doctor might just say go on the pills. So consult with precaution. Uh, Precaution? Yeah, that's the word. Um, Or book in for a session with me um, so I can actually get your full history and understanding of what the fuck's going on so I can tell you the right amounts and not have you ODing. Um, Other supplements and herbal remedies that can help to regulate your HPA axis. So I hope everybody understands. Nutshell, HPA axis um, dysregulation generally will cause amenorrhea, um, or secondary amenorrhea, loss of period, um, shitty periods, not ovulating, all that stuff, generally caused by stress. This stress can also be not eating enough food, which I'll talk about in a second. So some of the other supplements besides what I just mentioned is also zinc. Zinc improves the health of your hippocampus, which is in your brain, um, which will also help with the with the um, with the HPA axis dysregulation in terms of the communication pathways in your body. When I was mentioning PCOS before as well, um, unlike ovarian, androgen, PCOS, because there's four different types of PCOS, which I talk about a lot in my Turning Off Your Period Problems program, if you have PCOS, if you have endo, if you have any shitty as fuck periods, make sure that you go and get my Turning Off Your Period Problems program. You also get two coaching sessions with me in there, um, like one-on-one. Make sure that you go and get that program because it's got everything you need. It's so in-depth, so detailed. Um, so unlike, um, ovarian androgen PCOS, adrenal PCOS is not driven by insulin resistance or impaired ovulation. It's driven by a stress response system or the HPA axis. And it's very important if you have PCOS to know what type of PCOS you have. And doctors typically will not tell you what type of PCOS that you have. So you assume it's the insulin resistant PCOS, but it actually might not be right. PCOS is curable. It can absolutely go away, especially if you have like Adrenal PCOS or if you're inflammatory PCOS or post-pill PCOS, it will go away, okay? Too little food can also trigger your hypothalamus into starvation mode, and this t- disrupts your LH, so your luteinizing hormone, and it shuts down ovulation. Too few carbs as well, but and too few carbs but enough calories can also do the same thing. So make sure that you're eating sweet potato at night eat starchy carbs at night to help blunt your cortisol so that you have um, a really good night's sleep and your body resets itself and it's not constantly stressed. If you haven't listened to my keto, paleo, whatever that episode is called, make sure you go and listen to that. If you have, there was, I've written down some of the questions and I'm going to go back in and just check them out. So yeah, somebody was asking about um, a short cycle and sometimes their cycle being shorter for some Weeks, um, short cycles can generally happen because your pituitary starts making more follicular stimulating hormone, um, which speeds up the rate to ovulation, which then makes your cycles shorter. Okay, more FSH, FSH follicular stimulating hormone, um, they'll also that'll also cause you to make more estrogen and that will give you longer periods okay so if you have really short cycles it's generally happening because your pituitary starts making more follicle stimulating hormone but if you've got um but also if you have more follicle stimulating hormone follicular stimulating hormone this will also cause you to make more estrogen and then have longer periods so with your cycle as well if you have a short cycle you could be ovulating early um too early and we want to we want to regulate that and you might even be skipping ovulation altogether which we definitely do not want ovulation we need to be ovulating for health and if you don't if you're not ovulating you're going to get estrogen dominance right because the estrogen gets absorbed back into your body which you don't want okay so um that's really important what else so i've kind of answered everything all the questions that you ladies have already had um yeah somebody said i have a 20 day cycle and bleed for two weeks surely this means i'm not ovulating right uh Depends on many different other things, and if you've got a fuckload of estrogen, that can be affecting it. Um, I've had I had a client who um, was I saw her in February and she was bleeding since December, so it was like three months she'd been bleeding for nonstop. And then we went through a whole protocol, gave her everything, and she's and like she's been doing everything, and now her period's totally regular. So I want to give you all just that information so that you're like, oh, it doesn't need to be like this and we absolutely can fix it. And if you want that to be fixed, make sure that you book in for a strategy session with me because then I'll give you everything that you need to know. And because it's one-on-one, those sessions, like I will listen, it's an hour and a half, like it's fucking tons of time. Um, and I will answer all your questions and I actually get to know your story, right? A 15-minute doctor's appointment that you pay 70 bucks for literally gives you nothing, right? They just put you on a drug anyway. So and um, someone called, Sir so Annette, Um, Yeah, you were asking about the 20-day cycle. Um, So other things to – so maybe consider that. Some other things to help regulate your HPA axis dysfunction um, or adrenal fatigue, obviously diet, rest and joy, meditation, magnesium, zinc, activated beast, like I was talking about, making sure your blood sugar is stable. Sleep is also really important. It stabilizes your HPA axis and cortisol. Uh, It also improves insulin sensitivity and regulates luteinizing hormone, estrogen, and progesterone. Um, Sleep is, like, more important than exercise, ladies. I always say – if you have to compete between a between a nap or exercising, have the nap seriously. Um, like if you are if you are exhausted and you go and exercise, you're just going to be secreting more cortisol, which is literally going to have the reverse effects. There's actually no point in doing that, right? You like we're women; we're not made to have like fucking ripped abs and like be able to grate cheese on our stomach. That's just like not how like we're meant to be like soft and sensual and whatnot so you don't need to have ripped abs in order to feel sexy like it's that sexiness comes from within which is what we're doing a shit ton about in queen alchemy all that and like what i even do in my mastermind the biggest thing people say like oh wow it's really about within it's this energy but we need to clear the shit so you can actually activate the energy again so it's just an energy and that confidence you put out isn't the way you look it's literally an energy thing you can be looking feminine and sexy and and all that, and giving off an incredible aura in your fucking trackies. Like, it's not about a look thing. It's totally an internal thing. Um, I'm going to have to quickly ramp this ex- this um, podcast up because I got a client soon. Um, so what was I going to say? Um, if there is no medical reasons for your lack of periods, your hypothalamic may perceive something's wrong in the world, right? And that's what I was saying before about like the stress. And the stress doesn't need to be a... Thing from like work. It could be the fact that you've got a subconscious stress in your body that the world is in a safe place, and therefore you can't have babies. You can have very low-grade stress, like childhood wounds, wounds, and like little work things and stuff, or not be eating enough, and that is going to affect your stress response. Right? Fertility, ladies, is a sign of full health. You don't need to want to have a baby. I don't want to have a baby right now. lol jokes. I still want to have a baby, but I'm also like be responsible. Wanna go? You don't want a baby. I just can't wait to have a baby. Is what I should say. So fertility is a sign of full health, ladies. You, um, you want to be fertile because it's showing us that your body perceives the world as safe and it's fully healthy and in balance, all right? You need to be nourished in every aspect to get a period. And um, if you are getting a period, it also shows that you're nourished, right? So and a healthy period, I'm going to say. If you're getting a shit period, then you're not nourished. If you're getting a really beautiful period, then it's showing that you're being nourished in every aspect, Macro and micronutrients, as well as calories, are all very important. And we all know if you don't. I'm not a calories in, calories out. You should not be counting calories. Fuck calories. Fuck counting anything. Freaking like food diaries and fuck. That's just like that is draining. It is a constrictive thought pattern. It is low vibe. And we don't do that. We're expansive, high vibe women. So you should not be tracking everything. If you want to eat, fucking eat. Um, and it's always about love. If you're eating with love, your body will be able to handle it. I mean, Bruce Lipton has like confirmed this. Of, like there's been studies done where people are eating eating like crap food, but they think they're eating like green beans or like like veggies or whatever the food will actually react differently in their body. So that doesn't mean everybody can go eat fucking Mars bars and be like, oh yeah, I'm eating a salad. But what I'm saying is like your body is um, like your thoughts are very, very powerful. So if you are perceiving things as negative, then, you know, they're negative. If you're eating food with a lot of fear, whether it's a salad or whether it's a Mars bar, it's going to react that way. So always eating with love, you know. Um, once you do start eating more as well, because I know there's plenty of you listening that are so not eating enough, even if you think that you are eating enough, um, you'll need to wait about three to four months to really see the difference. Okay. Um, what else, what else? Oh, somebody asked about PMDD. So, um, altered cortisol, and this has been confirmed by studies. Everything that I mentioned in all of my podcasts, ladies is backed up by research. Um, multiple studies, Altered and like also common sense, right? Like let's just think about this for a second. It's fucking common sense in terms of like it makes sense. Nothing is nothing I'm saying is like out of the ordinary. Um, altered cortisol levels, cortisol stress response, um, which is you know like higher during your luteal phase and lower during times of stress, um, is suggests a possible um, altered HPA axis in some women with PMDD, right? So if you have PMDD, it's very basically. It's very likely that you'll also have really altered cortisol levels during your cycle, um, and you know this is has been confirmed by quite a few studies. But it's also a little bit inconsistent. But what I will say is that your cortisol and the way that your stress the stress is um, the way stress is in your body is heavily affecting your estrogen and progesterone ratio, which heavily affects the PMDD. Okay, um, dysregulation of the HPG axis as well could cause. Could, call, could cause, I've been talking for a while, could cause vasomonitor symptoms, sleep dysregulation, mood symptoms during menopause. Women with PMDD can also then experience all these symptoms, right? And that's from a HPG axis dysregulation. Uh, like I was saying before, though, the influence of your estrogen and your progesterone ratios, that influence on mood is going to have um, an impact then on how your axis is forming. So, this isn't like a axis is communicating to different pathways. This isn't just about like a one-way street, ladies. Everything is connected. It works forwards and backwards, okay? So, your mood is affecting your um, the different axes in your body and then the different axes and where they're communicating is also affecting your mood, okay? Basically, the interplay between your HPA axis and your HPG axis is very important. One study actually found that women with PMDD who had high serum allo levels, um, which is like uh, part of progesterone, um, they had blunted um, cortisol levels compared with healthy controls who had low aloe pregnenolone levels. So your, the interplay between your HPA axis and your HPG axis is very, very important um, and it can go away, right? There is some stress, some pathway that's not communicating correctly um, within your body. All right. Significant stress and trauma, which I've already talked about, is has also been confirmed to be associated with PMDD. Um, a study of actually, it was like f- nearly four thousand women found history of trauma and PS uh, what's it called, PTSD, um, and they were and that was independently associated with PMDD. Another study of about, I think it was 3,000 women, they found a really strong correlation between abuse and PMS. Um, So, and you know, like PMS is like a a lower grade version of PMDD. Um, So again, it's just confirming, ladies, my whole brain, my whole brain, um, what's the word? Hypothesis, right? Of like your brain and that communication is so important, not just your diet, okay? Okay what else? Um, Inflammation also disrupts your HPA axis. Um, And somebody asked about post-pill amenorrhea for two years. So yeah, definitely making sure that you're looking at your stress, you're looking at subconscious stuff. It's that, you know, that pathway has been shut down between your brain and ovaries. So You need to bring that back. Um, I think I've mentioned all the other questions. Um, Oh, somebody asked about amenorrhea is there any good time to incorporate pills um no no right because it's still a band-aid there is a root thing going on that we need to fix and there's so many different things that we can be doing there's brain things there's there's herbs there's adaptogens there's so many powerful tools that we can be using that are natural um we don't need to be doing a pill so unless you've exhausted every fucking natural option I personally would still not do a pill because it's not there's still something wrong in your body. There is still a pathway that's being just dist- that's that's not working correctly in your body, and the pill is just going to fuck that shit up more. Um, okay, what else? Um, I think that's all. I think I pretty much answered all the questions that are related to this. Um, any other questions that, ladies, and that you asked in this poll that you that you know I'm talking about on my Instagram? Um, I, that are not related to HP axis dysfunction, I will answer it another time. I wanna keep this related to HP axis dysfunction because some of you have asked about ovulation, bleeding, and getting your period back after coming off the implant, or all that stuff. Um, hopefully, you've all picked up lots of juicy nuggets from this. Make sure that you check out my dad's campaign, lol. Um, hey, daddy. <laughs> Make sure you also check out Queen Alchemy Ladies if that is a uh, sorry, DM me. If you feel a pull towards activating your sensuality, getting more in touch with your body, a lot of money mindset stuff, wealth upgrading, wealth frequency upgrades, um, all that jazz, get in touch with me if you just want to hear about it. um, And I can talk to you. And then also I'll link below my Turning Off Your Period Problems program. Um, And you all have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thank you again for tuning in and listening to my podcast. I hope that you got lots of nuggets out of today's show. Uh, please, 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 I would be really grateful if you could leave me a review so that more women can find the podcast and therefore I can help more women understand their period and fix their period problems. Because after all, it's a much nicer life to live when we actually love our cycle because we do have to um, keep up with it every single month. Also, if you have any friends or loved ones that you think are enjoying my podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could send it to them as well just to share the love. And that's it for now. So I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.